Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. We have breaking news right now. Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Jets. It's official. It is happening, finally. We've been waiting for this trade to happen, and now it is. Well, there's nowhere else to run. With the 24th selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Aaron Rodgers, quarterback to California. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. Big ball downfield, and it is intercepted by Kirby Joseph. And the Packers are in major trouble. If he requests a trade, will you honor it? Yeah, oh yeah, we would, yeah. I think for us, it was just uh, as we got through the offseason and started talking about where we wanted to go, this made a little bit of sense for us. You're Brian, you have to say yourself, I really made this decision three years ago. Since 2009, you know, we had a chance to win it all. Fortunately and unfortunately, only won it one of those times. That was a team of destiny, and it just fell apart. Two of the last three years, the guy won the freaking MVP. Stop coming in here and acting like Aaron Rodgers has been trashed the last four years. Brad had a great career, Aaron had a great career here, and Aaron will be in the pro football. Hall of Fame, he'll be in our Hall of Fame, and we'll bring him back to retire his number. You better be damn sure that you know that Jordan Love will do what Aaron Rodgers did. And now the Packers are hoping it happens again. The Love throw is caught by Watson. He's got great speed, and he will score. Whoa. He needs to play. That's the next step in his progression. Aaron Rodgers is being sent to the Jets, and the Jets have a quarterback, and the Packers have extra draft capital and extra draft ammunition. Pick swap. We're done. It's the swap, man. Because Aaron Rodgers screwed over the Packers over the last few years, this is the most good he could do with it. It's going to be new, obviously, specifically a quarterback. At the same time, the goals don't change around here. I've got nothing but love and appreciation for what Aaron has done for so many in our organization. I think we wanted to help Aaron achieve what he wanted as well as the Packers and hopefully you know, create a situation where it's kind of a win for both sides. I was drafted by Green Bay. Love that city. Always going to have love for that organization. But the facts are right now, they want to move on. And now so do I. Well, believe it or not, the sun did come out today as Aaron Rodgers will be officially traded to the Jets later today, April 25th, 2023, a day that will live in infamy for Packers fans. I'm Alex Strofe. It is a special edition of the Great Day in Huddle. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for waking up with me. 844-770-3776 is your way into the Great Day in Huddle this morning as we continue to react to the Aaron Rodgers news. Man, it's it's weird because we've all known this was coming, right? Like we we have been under the impression the last forty one days, right? Tomorrow will be seven weeks, six weeks. Math has never been my strong suit. Tomorrow will be six weeks since Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and said what you just heard. They don't want me anymore. I don't really want to play there anymore. I'm going to move on. I'm going to play for the Jets. And forty one days later, forty days yesterday. We finally get some clarity as to what the compensation will be. We get some finalization to the deal. And after Aaron Rodgers passes his physical, we assume later today, it'll be done. It'll be over with. And today is like a harsh reality. It's a slap in the face for me a little bit. 
Because I, and I, I fall into the minority of Packers fans over this whole Aaron Rodgers saga. But I love winning, and I think every Packers fan does, right? We appreciate winning. We appreciate all the winning we did with Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets today is the slap in the face of the harsh reality that winning is not in the cards this year, right? The Packers aren't going to win a lot of football games here in 2023. It's going to be a year of, of growing pains and evaluation and figuring it out. So it's a tough day, but... Luckily, we've had a lot of time to process it. So Aaron Rodgers headed to New York. Would love to hear from you, your reaction. I know you probably don't agree with me, and that's okay. Fire me up on a Tuesday morning. Would love to hear your thoughts. You celebrating? Were you partying in the streets last night? I was down on State Street last night here in Madison, and people were happy. People were buzzing about it. I mean, this is all they were talking about. And then I went to a, an establishment to grab a cocktail on State Street, and people were talking about our friend Monte Ball. Hunter Vaughn, who's running the show. Monte Ball and Melvin Gordon just getting name-dropped at this establishment I was at last night. Yeah, reflecting on the 2011 Badgers, which I appreciate. But, yeah, uh, now I get to reflect on the 2010 Packers and the 2011 Packers who went 15-1 and and lost their first playoff game. But, yeah, it, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I am feeling a little sad. I'm feeling a little bit optimistic as well because I've always been – one of the few, I feel like, pro-Jordan Love. Like, I really did like that pick when it, when it came about in 2020. Now, the way history worked out is that's, that, that goes down as a bad draft pick, at least up until today, because Jordan Love has done nothing, right, for the Packers. He started one game, he's played a couple of regular season snaps, but hasn't won any of the games he's played in. So, right now, it goes down as a bad pick, but when it happened in 2020, I was happy with it. And I thought, you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably on his on his decline, and it seemed like it was happening quick after the 2019 season. And then Aaron Rodgers, obviously, we know what he did. He went out and won uh, won back to back MVPs uh, in, in 2020 and 2021. So it's tough. It's weird. It's different. We're entering a brand new chapter, a brand new phase of Green Bay Packers football, and change is always weird. Change is inevitable, though. So here we go. As Jordan Love becomes. The starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, he, he becomes the face of the franchise without really knowing what he is, which is which is a, a fun new reality to be faced with. We're with you till 9 o'clock this morning on a special edition of the Great Dane Huddle. Fun guest list for you this morning. I'll be joined in about yeah, 10 minutes or so, give or take, uh, for a whole half an hour. We'll be joined for two segments by a, a longtime teammate of Aaron Rodgers. Longtime right tackle. Of Aaron Rodgers, and no, I'm not talking about Mark Tauscher. No, I'm not talking about Tauscher. You can hear him at nine o'clock, though. I'm talking about Brian Bulaga, the guy that replaced Tauscher. Bulaga will join us at seven fifteen this morning for about a half an hour, just to get his reaction. Talk about how we went from the the, the really big question. I'm going to ask, and we'll talk to Jason Wildy as well at eight fifteen this morning, who's covered the Packers for the last twenty five plus years at such a high level and has had such a unique relationship with Aaron Rodgers. So we'll talk to Wildy at eight fifteen. But the big question I want to know from both of them is from their perspective, what changed from March of twenty twenty two when Aaron Rodgers is signing a three year extension to essentially today when the trade will be finalized for Aaron Rodgers to go to the New York Jets. Right, that is uh, 13 months of time. Again, math never been my strong suit. Not 11 months, 13 months. 13 months of time. So much has changed, right? Like, we've known that Aaron Rodgers 
was disgruntled and angry and upset with the Packers for the last three years. We've known this. But we all thought mid-March of last year, when Rodgers put pen to paper on a three-year extension, that the drama was over. Aaron Rodgers even said at that time, he, he, he expects to finish his career as a Packer. And just over a year later, he's no longer a Packer. He's going to go play elsewhere. It's just strange to me how in that short period of time, this much changed. And I understand winning makes everything easier. And the Packers didn't do a whole lot of that last year, right? An 8-9 and record, didn't make the playoffs. I, I get that winning helps everything. And I, I think we heard that from Brian Gutekunst yesterday when he met with the media. We'll hear some of that here in a, in a second. But winning, winning does help, right? But I, I still don't understand how it affected that much, right? How you go from saying, in March of 2022, I'm going to finish my career as a Green Bay Packer, to April of 2023, you're on a different team. Traded. Not even as a free agent. You're traded to a different team. And I, I can tell you one thing. It's not because Jordan Love made all these leaps and bounds and strides to become a, a, a future first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback like the two starters before him in Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Like, that is not the reason. So I, I'm curious what Brian Bulaga and Jason Wildey have to say on that. But but 844-770-3776. Your way into the show. It's the Great Dane Huddle, a special Monday morning, or excuse me, Tuesday morning edition of the Great Dane Huddle. I'm Alex Strofe with you. Our guy Hunter Vaughn helping us out run the show. i got to remind you, Thursday night, 6 to 10 p.m., uh, the two of us will be back at it. You'll be producing. I'll be hosting uh, with a cast of characters, uh, a little NFL draft special. We'll be at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Fitchburg from 6 to 10 p.m. Uh, Thursday night, it'll be me and three former draftees, Tarek Sala, Derek Angler, and Brad Nortman. Uh, draft reaction from 6 to 10 p.m. Thursday night at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Fitchburg. You're more than welcome to join us. $10 pitchers. Nice. Out at the great, yeah, they're they're usually uh, I think sixteen or seventeen bucks. So that's a pretty darn good deal on some great beer too, right? The the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company brews their own beer, tons of them, and they're all delicious. I love the German Pilsner, the Crop Circle Wheat, right? I know it's seven a.m., but I can still talk about beer all day long. So uh, looking forward to that Thursday night, which you can hear, of course, right here on one hundred point five ESPN. Mike the Postman chiming in on the text line here this morning says it is a new drama free era of Packer football where the team is bigger than one player. And that seems to be a common sentiment around the fan base these days, right? Aaron Rodgers and drama, they seem to go to letter, together like, like flies on crap, right? I mean, that has been the consistent case over the course of the last three years. And the fan base, I think for the most part, I don't really fall into this category. Like I said at the, at the top, it seems like I fall in the minority where I'm pretty sad, I'm upset, like, I'm disappointed, I think, is better than upset. I'm disappointed because I thought 13 months ago this was done, right? Aaron Rodgers is a Packer as long as he wants to be, and he's still playing at a high level. I thought this 13 months ago. You know, he had just come off two back-to-back MVP seasons. I, I figured the crap that comes with a, a Hall of Fame all-time quarterback was worth it. I, I still tend to feel that way. But Brian Gutekunst thinks elsewise. Mike the Postman, a drama-free era of Packer football. It's also going to be, I think, a, 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 a two-point, a win-free era of Packer football, right? I, I, I don't have high expectations for the season. And it's not even a, an indication of how I feel about Jordan Love. It's an indication about how I feel about the talent around him. 
right? I, I really like Christian Watson. I think he's going to be a really, really good football player. He's a really talented wide receiver. But is he a number one receiver in 2023? The answer is no to me. Is Romeo Dobbs a number two receiver? No. Do I think he can be a nice piece at some point? Absolutely. But I, I, I don't think he's a, he's a number two receiver in 2023. But pick number 13 in the draft, uh, if, if you've been living under a rock the last 24 hours, uh, the compensation for Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets. The Packers move up two spots in the first round. They move from pick 15 to pick 13. The Jets get pick 15, so it's a pick swap in the first round. Packers also get number 42 in the second round, so that's pick, I think, 13 in the second round. They'll also get pick number 207 in the sixth round and a conditional second-round pick in 2024 that will become a first, likely will be a first, uh, as long as Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps on offense this year for the New York Jets. So I call that an A-plus haul for Brian Gutekunst. What say you? What do you think about the haul? What do you think about the trade? 844-770-3776 is your way into the show, and we'll talk to a Packers great, a guy that played a long time with Aaron Rodgers. Brian Bulaga, the former right tackle of the Green Bay Packers, joins us next as we roll on. It's a special edition of the Great Dane Huddle this Tuesday morning right here on ESPN Madison. Reaction to the football weekend continues. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Tuesday morning edition of the Great Dane Huddle. I almost keep thinking it's Monday. I don't know why. It's because I'm sad, I think, right? And like Mondays, I, I think collectively people think is the worst day of the week. And I'm a little upset. I, I'm, I, I think I'm in the minority of the Packers fan base that's sad about this move. But nonetheless, as Aaron Rodgers will be officially traded later today to the New York Jets. We'll get through the compensation in a bit. I'm Alex Strofe with you from the ESPN Madison studio. Excited to be joined now by a longtime Aaron Rodgers teammate, a, a, a former great Packer at right tackle, replaced our buddy Tausch uh, back in the 2011 season and, uh, you know, had a great career with the Packers. Brian Belaga joins us now. And, and Brian, appreciate you taking some time, man. It's uh, it's an interesting time, right? It's it's almost like the breakup of the couple down the street. We all know it was coming eventually, but then you're kind of sad because your, your cool neighbors are moving out. I, I don't know how that was for an analogy, but Brian, your reaction to the news uh, coming out yesterday, Aaron Rodgers officially will be traded to the Jets. Yeah, well, good morning. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I, like many Packer fans, knew this was coming, but didn't know when or what would be the uh, compensation or anything like that. But first things first is, um, even as a former player that played with them and a fan now, I mean, I, I'm with you. It's kind of a sad day. You know what I mean? It makes you feel down. Yeah. Um, probably... I mean, obviously, I wasn't a Packer fan all the way back in the early 90s, but um, I know a lot of the history, and probably you could say, if not the best, one of the top three best players to ever play for the organization is gone. And uh, he's given a lot of great memories to a lot of people, a lot of fans, and uh, that's gone now. And I, and I was listening a little bit before I got on about, uh, you know, what you were saying now that he's gone. And uh we don't know what the future holds, and that's a scary thing for Packers fans because as Packer fans and even as a player, we always knew what we were going to have. We had Aaron, and we knew we had a chance because we had that guy. Um, 
he's not here anymore, and this is new territory for Packers fans that they haven't felt in a long, long time. Yeah, you're totally right about that, Brian. And, you know, you came into the fold at, you know, the, the peak, debatably, of Aaron Rodgers' Packers career, right? You were drafted first round in 2010, which, of course, was the year the Packers went on to win a Super Bowl, your rookie season. And, and you spent, like I said, a long time uh, with Aaron Rodgers in that locker room and in Green Bay. And, and you saw, I mean, the highest of highs with, with who I call the greatest player in franchise history. I know you could make the debate, of course, for Favre or Star, and we're not going to do that today. But yeah. you, you saw the career of, in my opinion, the greatest Packer ever. And the question I'm very curious about, Brian, is, and I was talking about this a bit before you hopped on with us, is I'm curious what the heck went what happened in the last 13 months, right? March of 22, he's signing an extension. April of 23, he's being traded. It's a very quick turnaround, at least from the outside perspective, to go from, hey, I'm going to finish my career as a Packer to, to all of a sudden, oh, he's wearing number eight for the Jets now. I, I, I'm not asking you to, if you've had conversations with them, share that by any means. But from your perspective, what do you think changed from, from March of 22 to today? Well, I think there's, there's probably a, a, a big mixture of things that went on here. I think from an organizational standpoint, right, I think that they have seen that uh, the roster, even with Aaron, isn't quite where it needs to be to compete for a championship, even with Aaron. Um, I said this on uh, Tausch's show the other day when I was jumping on with him that there's a lot of holes on this roster, right? It's not just a quarterback plug and play and you're going to get to a Super Bowl type deal. There's a lot of holes um, that Goody kind of needs to fill now that Aaron's gone and he's got this draft haul. So I think from an organizational standpoint, they kind of looked at it that way, like, hey, this may be as good as it gets. You know, we, he won the two MVPs. We got to the NFC Championship. Couldn't get over that hump. Come the next year, now we don't even make the playoffs. We don't win the division, yeah. X, Y, and Z. And I think from Aaron's point of view, uh, don't know for a fact. haven't asked him about it. To be honest with you, it's none of my business. But um, I think he might have saw that it's, it's the end of the road. And I don't think the team can bring in – the extra pieces necessary to get us over that hump. I know everyone's going to say, well, he's supposed to do it. He's the guy. Yeah, he is the guy, but he doesn't throw to himself. He doesn't block for himself. He doesn't play defense for the team. He doesn't do any of that. Uh, He's the quarterback and he has to do his job. And I understand that everyone's got a job to do, but the pieces need to be around him as well. And I think he saw, at least from my opinion, that, those pieces are either starting to go away or they're not replenishing them. And now it's time, I think, you know, this relationship ended. And I think both sides kind of saw it that way as well. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right about that. And it's a, it's a fascinating time, right? To, to your earlier point, you, you date back to the early 90s. The Packers have been the luckiest team. I mean, there's a lot of luck involved, right, when it comes to the quarterback yep. position. Back-to-back Hall of Famers. That doesn't happen. And no. <laughs> the, the, the odds of having three straight is uh, – I would say close to zero, Brian, and and that that's not me being a pessimist about Jordan Love directly. The odds just are not in their favor, so it's a uh, certainly a nerve wracking time for Packers fans. It's a special uh, Tuesday morning edition of the Great Dan Huddle. I'm Alex Strofe, joined by former Packers offensive tackle Brian Bulaga. Here, your way into the show is the ESPN Madison talking text line. If you have a question for Brian or uh, you know something to comment, right? We're asking you just your feelings this morning. The number for that is eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Again, eight four four seven 770-3776. Brian, uh, 
you, you use the word sad. I'm feeling sad. It's just a, it's just such a, a weird, weird, weird timeline. And it's so much more complicated than Jordan Love was drafted in the first round in, in uh, 2020. So that ended the relationship, right? It's, it's so much more complicated than that. And I've seen a lot of, okay, Aaron couldn't get over that, which I don't know that I necessarily agree with the, the fact that that was the only thing that, that, that really ticked him off, right? Like, I understand that it would, but to go back to, to you, right? I mentioned you were a first-round pick in 2010. I imagine Tausch wasn't asking for his release when you were drafted in the first round, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot more complicated than Jordan Love was drafted, and that was the end of the Aaron Rodgers era. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think obviously um, that probably wasn't like a, a warm and fuzzy feeling for him. Right. I could, you know, if I had to take a guess. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think he was looking at it like we're going to load up on, on weapons in this draft and, and, and we're going to go for it. I mean, we had just fallen short that last year, uh, you know, losing the 49ers in the NFC Championship. Um, the roster was there. It was a good roster. Um and he, I think probably in the back of his mind, he thought, you know, we're going to reload this roster and, and make another go at it. And, and in the first round, they draft now his his eventual replacement. And, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that rubbed him the wrong way. But uh, I would imagine there were other things down the line that uh, didn't really, you know, make him feel great about his position or, or how they viewed him or w- whatever it may be. Um, so... I, I think you're right. It's more complicated than just they drafted Jordan Love and he, he thought, my time's done here now. It always is more complicated. And, and you know, the, the other aspect of this that gets lost, I, I think, in translation between being in the league like like you were for so long and, and, and the fan base, right, like I am, is this is a business, right? And there are business decisions that have to be made. And, and I think, unfortunately, uh, that is part of Aaron Rodgers' longtime gripe, right? The last three seasons is is some of the veterans that were not brought back that that he thought were mistreated on the way uh, out, out of twelve sixty five Lombardi Avenue. So so it is so complicated, and and there's so much minutia that we could dive into when it comes to Rodgers and and maybe the dysfunctional relationship at the end of his tenure with the Packers. But at the end of the day, it's just uh, it's it's sad because because Rodgers is an all time great, and the Packers. And as I said at the top of the show, Brian, today feels like a little bit of a slap in the face of reality of harsh reality because i like winning as a fan brian and i i don't i don't yeah. anticipate a lot of that happening in 2023 yeah i mean i you know listen i, I got into it with some people on twitter uh, i love this i love where this is yeah headed. yeah last last week and uh i saw some posts and you know people say, you know talking about how great of throws, you know, Jordan Love has made in preseason and this and like that. And, you know, I just – and, you know, the he made some good throws in that Eagles game in the late third quarter, fourth quarter. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he can't make good throws. I'm not saying that. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is people need to pump the brakes on their expectations for Jordan Love. They really do. They really do. Uh, we've gotten a game and a quarter of Jordan Love, essentially. You know, the Chiefs game when Aaron had COVID or whatever that was. And then, you know, a quarter and some change in the Eagles game. And then preseason, yep. which I don't really count preseason because preseason is preseason. Uh, we have to cool our expectations on what we expect from him. And I think people are are so excited about the – 
the new start in the new era, which they should be. I mean, you're a fan. You're excited for a new start, a new guy coming in. And uh, you want it to be better than the guy leaving. But you have to understand it probably won't be right away. It won't be right away because who's walking out the door is a Hall of Fame legend of your organization. (laughs) So to think that it's going to be similar to what it was when he was in there, uh, you got to pump the brakes on your expectations. I hope the best for Jordan Love. I hope he develops. I hope he turns into, you know, what, what we thought was impossible, three straight. Hall of Fame quarterbacks for the Packers. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be, I mean, go buy a lotto ticket if you're a Packer fan. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, like that, that, that's the way it is. But I think my expectations for him this year are to literally get a hold of this team. He's the guy now. He's the leader. Uh, get that locker room to respect you, play for you, uh, be there to, you know, have your back through everything because there's going to be ups and downs this season. It's not going to be smooth sailing. It never will be. Um, get that locker room behind your back and, and get them to support you and, and show improvement from week one to week 30 or whatever, how long NFL seasons are right now because they seem like they never end. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> and, 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 and just show improvement and that you're getting better and you're, and you're grasping the offense and leadership of the team week by week and, and let the results fall as they may. I mean, the Packers defense, they got a lot of good players, a lot of good players, and there's going to be a lot on their shoulders this year to make sure this thing is running and, and they're in games and competing. And then it's up to Jordan to manage these games, get them in good positions, and uh, and hopefully, you know, win football games because at the end of the day i hate i mean i want to give jordan time and and let him develop as a as a leader and as a starter but this is a result-based business and you don't and he's got about what a year two years left on this deal to show that he's the guy yeah essentially yeah yeah so that, that that's a lot to ask when uh all this is going on the distraction of aaron leaving now he's gone he's officially gone now and, and now it's your team, and now you have this offseason, the season, and the next season to show that you are the guy that is going to replace Aaron Rodgers. Dude, that's so well said by Brian Bulaga there. I'm Alex Stroke, Brian Bulaga with me here on the Great Day in Huddle. That's so well said, Brian, right? And to, to go back to something you said at the beginning of that is I think the fascination by the Packers fan base is, a yeah, there was some drama around Aaron Rodgers, but as you and I will definitely agree with, when it's a Hall of Fame quarterback, you could deal with some of the drama or some of the some of the differences, right, that maybe he has yeah. with the front office. But the fascination is almost like Bob Barker Price's Right style, right? You can have this Lamborghini or you can have whatever's behind that door. And now we're going to pick yeah. whatever's behind that door, knowing it's Jordan Love. But what do you really have? You've seen 10 really good snaps against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's about all you have. Uh, to, to, to ride on. So we will see. Brian Belag is going to hang out with us for, for about another 10 minutes. So we'll take a break. We'll step aside. We'll continue to dive into this and break this down uh, with a guy that knows Aaron Rodgers very well as former right tackle Brian Bulaga. I'm Alex Strofe. It is the Great Dane Huddle this morning on ESPN Madison. Deja vu. Green Bay has traded with New York. Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Jets. It's official. It is happening. Finally, after all this time. This is 100.5 ESPN. The Great Dane Huddle rolling on on a Tuesday morning. Alex Strofe with you from the ESPN Madison studio. Excited to be joined by former Packers offensive lineman 
Brian Bulaga. And Brian, uh, you mentioned last segment you got in a little Twitter beef last week. Uh, am I allowed to like sick you on somebody? Because I saw a video of uh, of it's been not even 24 hours since this was announced. And they've already painted over the Aaron Rodgers King of the North mural in Green Bay. They just painted it with a black wall. They just painted a black wall over it. Can you go tell? Can you go tell these people they're being ridiculous? You can let the mural oh, live like, a couple weeks. I mean, a couple weeks. I mean, I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but how many times has he won the NFC North? I mean, I think it's got to be what twelve times of his fifteen years as a starter. I would say it's probably accurate. Probably. Maybe 11. I mean, I'm just taking a wild stab at it. I mean, it's pretty good. You're in the wheelhouse. (laughs) You're in the wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, pretty good. So I I had to ask before. I mean, I heard you say it, and I didn't see anything about it. Is he really number eight? Is that real? That is real. That was confirmed yesterday by Schefter. So obviously Joe Namath wore 12. He said okay. when all this stuff started, Namath came out and said he's a, he can wear 12 if he gets here, right? If the, if the Jets get a quarterback, by all means, right? Wear 12. But uh, the Jets kind of put the kibosh on that, I believe, and he's going to wear his college number eight, which I think is kind of uh-huh. sweet, Brian. What's your opinion on the jersey number eight? I think it's cool. It's going to be weird to see him wearing a different jersey. For sure. I mean, not just that it's not a Packers uniform. That's the first thing that I think is going to be. That's going to be weird for me to get over. But then seeing him in number eight will also be another uh, odd thing. You know, it's funny. I was, you know, when all this is going down, you know, we watch, you know, we watch TV at my house. You know, I have a son that's eight years old. Yeah. And, you know, we watch ESPN and sure. all that. And and uh, it came across the news yesterday when we had the NFL Network on, and and my son was really confused on. Where, you know, because he's met Aaron and all that. Where's best friend Aaron? Where's he going to play? Where's he going? <laughs> and uh, he's going to go to the Jets, bud. And he goes, well, you got to get me his jersey. And I go, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see, bud. We're, we're, you know. He goes, no, I need the Jets jersey. Is he still number 12? And I go, from the looks of it, he's number 8. And he goes, number 8? Why would he be number 8? I'm like, that's it. I don't know if that's confirmed, but now that I know it's confirmed, you know, it's number 8. It's, it's a weird deal, but I think uh, – it was one of those things with Aaron that uh, you either love the guy, especially as a Packer fan. I mean, what he did for you, I mean, is unmatched. And I think there's still going to be a lot of Packer fans that are Aaron Rodgers fans, even though he's playing for a different a different team. And, and obviously, my son's one of them, and especially a lot of the younger generation totally. that grew up that grew up watching him and, and seeing magic happen on the field. Um, I think are still going to be fans of him and in New York and are going to want that Aaron Rodgers number eight jersey, which I think is, which, which is going to be weird for me to see it. But I, I think that's the one thing that I, I hope Packer fans, um, you know, kind of put this all beside of what they felt this last year, you know, one bad year when he's won MVPs back-to-back years is, Hey, you know, we didn't like the way it went, but you know what? He's still, we still love the guy. He was one of, well, I still think the best player, and you agree, in franchise history. Yeah. It, it ended. We got a pretty good haul for him, to be honest with you. I still am going to support Aaron, even though he's on another team. I mean, that's certainly the way I'm looking at it. I'm with you, Brian, but I'm a little salty. So, like, if he wins the MVP, great. I'm thrilled for him. If they get a, if they get a two seed in the AFC, awesome. They win the Super Bowl. I'm pissed because I, I'm 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 mad. Ugh. I'm mad this trade went through. That's just salt in the wound, right? Like I I mean I, yeah I get that. I understand that. I mean I think there's going to be a lot of people that 
feel that way if if he takes this team not only to uh we'll just say we'll just say yeah he gets into the playoffs and uh say they get to the AFC championship game yeah. I think there's gonna I think there's gonna be fans that aren't happy about that either because uh, everyone knows regardless of what happened last season everyone knows he can still throw the football and throw it really well oh, yeah. and make great decisions and do all that like he's still a really 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 good quarterback so to think that oh he's just gonna fall by the wayside now that he's in New York is such a bad way to look at it yeah. Not a good way to look at it. No, you're totally right. And I'm a homer, Brian, so maybe this isn't all it is, but let's keep two things in mind, right? Obviously, the, the thumb that, that Aaron Rodgers dealt with for most of the season last year. But the yep. Packers also led the league in drops last year of all 32 teams. So yeah. I, I, you, you could put some of that, at least. I, I, I'm not going to say it's the only reason Rodgers didn't play at, at an MVP level last year, but those are two factors that, that certainly played in. Uh, Brian, you obviously weren't around. You were still at, and I'm going to say it normal, I'm going to be mature here, Brian, you were still at Iowa when uh, when when Brett Favre was traded in 2008, but you, I'm sure you remember that, right? And and how yeah. and you probably saw a little bit at least of the aftermath of that when you were drafted in 2010. The fan base was much more Team Favre than they were Team Packers. It seems like it's flipped around a little bit here. 15 years later, it seems like a majority of the fan base is more pro-Packers than they are pro-Rodgers, but I do tend to agree with you. I think a lot of people will still root for Rodgers to a point, right? I, I don't think anybody's rooting for him to win a Super Bowl, but I think no, they're rooting no. for him to do well. Yeah, I mean, I think you want, I think as a fan, you'd want him to do really well. I mean, he's, like I said earlier in the last segment, he's given fans from you know the Packers fan base so much joy and happiness and something to cheer about for the last 15 years how could you just tell the guy oh we're done with you man who cares don't care what you do now I mean that's to me that's a little that's a little harsh uh if if that's the way you're going to treat a guy that's given so much to the organization and I think now that you kind of brought that up about you know the fans are a lot more team Packers now than they were back the last time because it worked out Right, the organization was right, moving on from Favre to Aaron, um, and they're expecting that the organization's going to be right this time around, moving on from Aaron to Love. And if it doesn't work out that way, say for some whatever reason it doesn't, and Jordan Love isn't the guy that is the guy that replaces Aaron Rodgers the way that the fans think or the organization thinks, I think we're going to maybe see a little turn from the fan side to the organization going, I think you guys made a big mistake here and and now we're paying for it. Um, And then you get into that situation where Jordan Love has two years left on his deal. Um, Say it doesn't pan out. Then you're going back into the lottery, which is the draft and hoping you hit on a pick, which in quarterbacks these days hasn't been a really good thing. The last few drafts, we haven't seen too too many home run quarterbacks picked in the last few years. I mean, am I missing somebody? I don't think I'm missing anybody. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean Hurt- there's, there's a few examples, right? Hertz was drafted in the second round in 2020, same year as Love. Uh, yeah. Burrow was obviously great at number one at has Herbert. Herbert, Herbert's, and then the, yeah. the other one is Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence, yep. who won his first playoff game last year. But th- that's about it, I think, at least in the first round. I mean, you, you look at it, it's about a 30% clip that you find a franchise quarterback. Now, I'm not saying all pro MVP level like Mahomes uh, was several years yeah. ago. But it's about a 30 40% clip where you're getting a true you know, top half of the league type of guy. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's no guarantee. So that that that's why you you know as as a fan and you're all team Packers now instead of like you know team player which they were with Favre, you got a lot of trust that the organization and Goody and them are making the right choice. And obviously the organization has done their homework. They feel confident in this guy. They drafted him. They moved up to draft him. Um, they've they've put all their trust in him moving on from Aaron and, and trading Aaron. So you do have, as a fan, have to feel good about what, how the Packers feel about this player. Now you just got to see it play out. And the draft haul that they got for Aaron, um, they got to surround this kid with weapons now. They have to. Yeah. There's no question that there's guys that need, they need to bring in guys to make this team as a whole better because there, there's a lot of holes. And like we could start at receiver, we could start at tight end. Uh, we, I mean, I, I, I'm not a big O line slander guy because I never do. I mean, the O line, <laughs> the the O line to me is always perfect. Yeah, but, right. Um, but I think the middle three of that line, because I'm assuming Elton may play right tackle. I'm not sure where what they're going to do with the the shuffle inside. But if Elton plays tackle, you got questions in the front three in the middle of that line. Yeah, at your guards and centers, you got questions, and they're big ones. So there's a lot of holes that need to be kind of touched up on this line and just on the team in general to make sure Jordan Love can be as successful as he can be going into this first year. Yeah, you're totally right about that. You know, you you look at the offense right now, and and you know, wide receiver and tight end is disastrous, right? Like, I, I like the young receivers they have, but I don't think they're true number one and number two guys in, in year two. Like like Christian Watson, I don't view him as a number one receiver in the league, despite how good I think he can be. I think he can develop yep. into that. Yeah, and yeah. The center of the line, same thing, right? If Elton does flip over to right, you feel good about the tackles. You feel good about the running backs. That's about it this year, which is which is a scary, yeah. uh, scary reality to stare the face of. Brian Belag, Alex Strofe with you. Brian, uh, really appreciate the time, but before I let you go, i got to ask you a question that's kind of unrelated to this. Is that okay with you? Yeah, let's do it. All let's right, do it. so I mentioned Iowa before and uh, how I was going to say it because I'm mature. We all yeah. we all know you're very famous for your Sunday night football intro, right? Brian Bulaga, <laughs> Iowa. Do you enjoy, you know, all the hits you get on that? Does it does it kind of bug you? I mean, what's what's your whole take on the the phenomenon that is Brown Iowa? Well, you know, when when it first started to come out and, and people were you know kind of jabbing at me about it, I kind of looked at it like, did I really say something weird? And then I go back and I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know what? I do sound like I did say that kind of weird but then i kept saying it the same exact way because we had to re-record the sunday night football intros every year and it came out the same way every time even though i was thinking don't have it come out that way it did and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna roll with it now this is how i'm saying this is obviously how i say brian blaga iowa so i'm just gonna roll with it and now i could care less i mean i think it's kind of funny to be honest with you i was like I never thought I was saying it weird to begin with, but then when I watched myself back, especially when it first happened, I was like, "Man, I, I got to try to re-record that." I, I kind of <laughs> sound, I, I sound, and then I tried. I literally tried for like three years after to change it, like, like knowing I sounded odd to change it, and I couldn't change it. So I was like, "All right, whatever." I'm just, I'm just going with it now. Yeah, the Midwest really came out in you there, Brian, uh, which, which, I I, know. which I love. And I know. It's so good. I, I love that you leaned into it a bit. Brian, it was seriously awesome stuff, dude. Really appreciate you taking the time this morning. 
No problem. I appreciate you having me on. That's the great Brian Bulaga, former right tackle of the Green Bay Packers, longtime Aaron Rodgers teammate. Uh, great perspective, great insight, great thoughts on, on Jordan Love. The whole phenomenon that's occurring up in Green Bay, my hometown of Green Bay this week, is Aaron Rodgers uh, traded to the Jets. They have agreed on the compensation. It will be likely finalized today, right? Rodgers just needs to pass his his physical. And, and Jason Wilde and Mark Tausch, they did a special edition of Wilde and Tausch last night uh, on social media. And, and Wilde shared a, a hilarious story of when Brett Favre was uh, traded from the Falcons to the Packers. He actually failed his physical. And Ron Wolf said... I don't care. Pass him. And uh, Tausch then referred to him as Doc Wolf for the rest of the program. I really enjoyed that. Uh, so figured I'd share that with you. But Brian Bulaga, amazing stuff. Full half an hour with Bulaga. If you missed any of that, that'll be available about 9 o'clock this morning on Wisconsin On Demand or wherever you get your podcast. Just search Great Dane Huddle. That's the name of the show. My name's Alex Strofe. Our producer's name is Hunter Vaughn. We roll on right after this. It's the Great Dane Huddle on ESPN Madison. The end of an era. And if Aaron just said, listen, it's Jordan's time to play. He's ready to go. You guys are ready to move to him. I still want to keep playing. All of this would have been null and void. This is 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Rocking with you on a Tuesday morning. It's the great day. Huddle Alex Strove, Hunter Vaughn helping out run the show from the ESPN Madison studio. Big thanks to Brian Bulaga. Dude, that was money. He was great. Awesome insight, awesome opinions on Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, and he told a great story about his eight-year-old son. Going, Dad, what's going on with best friend Aaron? What's going, what's going on? Where's he going to play? You give me a jersey? That eight-year-old kid is awesome, man. That that kid rocks. The young Bulaga. That, that guy rocks. Well, and then especially he's like, I don't want the number eight. I want <laughs> yeah, the 12. Right. right. Yeah, and, and obviously Joe Namath retired number 12 in New York. So Rodgers... Rocking it all the way back to Cal, uh, going with the number eight out in New York, which I like. i got to be honest with that. I'm a fan of the number eight. Single number Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, dude. And that's one thing that I think we're underplaying a little bit, right? I think we all are still kind of mulling and, and stuck in the fact of Aaron Rodgers did not play up to Aaron Rodgers' standards in, in 2022 by any means, right? Eight and nine record, kind of a mediocre season statistically. And I mentioned it to Brian Bulaga uh, in our chat there. And if you missed any of that, again, you can find it on Wisconsin On Demand, your app, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Great Dane Huddle. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, it'll be up in about an hour. Full conversation with Brian Bulaga. But I, I mentioned it to him, and that was the fact. You could probably factor in that the, the Packers led the league in drops last year and the broken thumb that Aaron Rodgers was rocking with for most of the season. You can factor that in. But the thing is with Aaron Rodgers, the guy plays his best – when there is a massive chip on his shoulder, right? You look at the, the, the span of Aaron Rodgers' career, 2010, it's year three as a starter. There's still some question marks whether or not, you know, is, is he a top five guy? Is he a top three guy? Is he, a top, is he top ten? Maybe he's middle of the pack, right? We still weren't completely sure what Aaron Rodgers were. We, was. We saw some flashes. 2009, obviously, they, they made the playoffs, had a crazy game with the Arizona Cardinals that we all remember ended in heartbreak. Uh, and then 2010, he comes back with a chip on his shoulder, has an outstanding season, uh, gets them into the playoffs, just sneaks them in at 10-6 and six as the sixth seed. Rattles off three road wins in the playoffs. Defense helped by all means. Tremont Williams is terrific. B.J. Raji had a touchdown in the NFC Championship game. Then they go to Dallas. They win the Super Bowl. 
after getting eliminated in an overtime heartbreaker in 2009. Let's fast forward. 2020. Jordan Loves gets drafted. What does Aaron Rodgers do? He goes out and wins the MVP. 21. Can he do it again? Is Aaron Rodgers declining? Was that a fluke? There wasn't a lot of fans in stadiums. It's easier to you know, communicate with your offense when there's no fans in the stadiums. What does Aaron Rodgers do? He goes out and wins the MVP for second year in a row, fourth time overall. Aaron Rodgers is at his best when there's a chip on his shoulder. And now Aaron Rodgers is going to go to New York City, technically, New Jersey, with a new team after leaving a team that he didn't feel that had mutual desire is the term he used after they lost to the Lions in January. He didn't feel like that was there after his four days of complete darkness. Now he's going to go to New York slash New Jersey with a ginormous chip on his shoulder. New offense, debatably the best defense he's ever played with. And everybody from the outside saying, there's no chance the Jets win the Super Bowl. They might not even make the playoffs in that division. I wonder what Aaron Rodgers' MVP odds are. Hunter, could you, could you work on that? Could you find me Aaron Rodgers' MVP odds for the 2023 season? I'm very curious where he falls in. It's his age 40 season. He'll turn 40 in, in December. But I think we all realize if Aaron Rodgers is fully healthy, if he has good weapons around him, which he definitely will in New York, how good can he be? And how good can that team be? The Jets won seven games with a trio of quarterbacks last year. A trio of quarterbacks, none of which were very good. Joe Flacco, he was really good in the 2011 playoffs 10, 12 years ago. Mike White, he's going to go back up two in Miami. And Zach Wilson, who, as of right now, looks like a really, really bad pick at number two overall. Who's going to back up Aaron Rodgers this year. They won seven games. You put in a four-time MVP, first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback in New York, man, I'm not, I'm not one of the doubters. That's what makes me nervous about this whole thing, actually. It's because I love winning. As a Packers fan, I love winning. I think the Jets might do a good amount of that this year. I'm, I'm not one of the uh, pessimistic. I made this mistake once, right? When, when Tom Brady went to Tampa, it's like, yeah, that's probably a six-win team. He won the Super Bowl that year. I, I, I just can't view New York the same way I viewed Tampa Bay when, when Tom Brady arrived there back in, back in uh, 2020. Now, the betting odds have not been updated with him being with the Jets yet. I'm sure it'll still reflect that because we all knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, I've been seeing right around a plus 1,600 for Aaron. Okay. That's the same as Trevor Lawrence. And then ahead of them is Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Josh Burrow, and then Patrick Mahomes, number one at plus 650. So that puts him in what, sixth or seventh best odds? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's about right. I, I, I'm surprised it's not higher, or lower, rather. I, I don't know how betting works, right? Like, I, I figured it'd be worse odds. He'd be a higher favorite to win the MVP. That number will move b- between now and well, September. Uh, Zach Wilson, I saw plus 200,000. I mean, yeah. The it, fact that they even gave odds on that was Well, insane. right. I mean, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers somehow gets hurt in training camp. Zach Wilson goes out and lights the world on fire, which obviously won't happen. Then uh, we get into conspiracy theories because Zach Wilson said that he was going to make, if anyone came in to replace him, that's true. He's going to make his life a living hell in practice. We love and I, I, my good friend Fred Siegel, who runs. I'm sure you've seen the account Old Takes Exposed. Former lawyer, now fully uh, all in on the Old Takes Exposed business. That is going to be an Old Takes Exposed come 
come September 1, right? Because, shoot, that's going to be a bad take tomorrow. Shoot, it was a bad take when he said it. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Well, you have to have an unwavered amount of confidence, especially if you're a number two overall pick at the quarterback position. You need to think, I can't say this word on the radio, but you need to think you're the crap. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, you need to think you're the man. BMOC energy. Big man on campus. That's what that's what you got to have. And Zach Wilson, whether it's fraudulent or not, you know, uh, maybe maybe his mom's friend gave him that. that I was going to say, you need a lot of confidence if you're going to go out there chasing MILFs. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely spot on with that, right? I mean, no, no shortage of confidence, right? Uh, but being a number two overall pick in the NFL probably helps with the MILF search, if I had to guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. He's on DeVron of Alex Strope. It's a special edition of the Great Dane Huddle. we got another hour left. We'll talk with Jason Wilde in about 15 minutes. We'll uh, continue to talk Rogers. Take your reaction on the ESPN Madison Talk and Text Line. 844-770-3776 is the number. Again, 844-770-3776. That's your way in to the Great Dane Huddle, which rolls on right after this.